0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Maria Basagio. Maria, how are you? And thanks for being here.
1: I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks so much for the invitation.
0: Yeah, we're very excited to jump into the topics that we have prepared for today. But before we do that, if you could, to familiarize uh, our audience with yourself and uh, the work that you do, how you got to where you are today, if you could give us a little bit more of that background and that story, that would be excellent.
1: All right. Happy to. So my business is Sage Insights and I'm a certified EOS implementer. But how I got here is actually not through the entrepreneurial direction. I spent a lot of time in the corporate world and did a variety of, of responsibilities, had strategic marketing responsibilities, strategic alliances, just a lot of different things. Did, did US-based uh, responsibilities as well as global and even had a chance to live in London for a while running the European marketing team. So, had some cool. interesting experiences, yes. And it was great. But one thing that I, I realized while I was in the corporate world is that I always wanted to be where we needed to take the business, not making things that we were doing better, but really getting into new ventures. And so and I also had somebody that was one of my peers over in, in Europe. And one time when I was meeting with him south of Amsterdam, he said, you know, Marie, this is one of the things I love working about w- working with you about is that you always make me think outside the box. And so later in my career, I just started thinking that given how I always wanted to be where we were. And I, I was starting to feel a little bit of constraint with the corporate ties and all that. I just, I knew that I wanted to venture out onto my own, but it was about getting the courage to finally doing so. Right, (laughs) Sean. And I I finally did get that courage and And back in 2010, I decided I'm going out on my own. I'm going to start my own consulting business. I'm going to work with small and mid-sized businesses to help them figure out how to take their business forward, help them build their strategic plan, and help them with pain points and all that. And so that was what I was doing for the first seven years of my business. And I loved it. But there were always challenges in that, uh, especially in trying to work the project that I got and continue that biz dev pipeline building. So that got to be a little bit of a challenge and so forth. But um, but anyway, still enjoyed that. And then about seven years into my business, there were a couple of individuals who I had served on a board with who were at the time EOS implementers as well. And knowing my background and seeing how I worked with individuals in the organization that we both served on our, the three of us served on the board. And also one of them, I actually worked on a joint project with him. They both came up to me at one point and said, you know what, you need to think about becoming an EOS implementer. And so we talked about why and so forth. And I read Gino Wickman's book, Traction, and I fell in love with it. And what I loved about it was that what Gino built was a business operating system, not a technology operating system, but a business operating system that really helps leadership teams and owners take their business forward with great um, guidance, great accountability and and just really great traction and and execution. And so um, I felt that it was good also in that in my marketing, it gave me more of a product almost to sell that the leaders that I was talking to about helping them with their strategic initiatives really could get their fingers into a little bit more, dig into a bit more and um, not have so much of an esoteric explanation of what I was doing. So I've been doing that the last four years and absolutely loving it. Love what it is, what I'm doing, and just love seeing the results that my clients are getting from it. So that's how I got from the corporate world into what I'm doing today.
0: Very exciting. Super inspirational story, by the way. I know one question I would have if I were listening at this moment, and I didn't know exactly what it was, is what is EOS? So can you give us a little bit more background there?
1: Thank you. Thank you. I should have done that. EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And what it is is, 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 as I mentioned a moment ago, it's a business operating system, not technology operating system. But think of it as a framework that helps leadership teams and owners get fully aligned on where they're taking their business, long-term and short-term, and also building a plan to take that vision forward through successful execution. And EOS also provides the tools to enable those leadership teams to take their vision out throughout the organization and drive the discipline and accountability throughout the organization so that everyone not only understands where the, they're taking, planning to take the business, but all the individuals, all the employees in the organization understand what's their role, how can they actually help with that successful execution. So it helps drive the discipline and accountability to successfully execute the vision, to really get traction on executing it. The other part of EOS that I love so much is that the whole environment that we create in EOS, uh, when I work with my clients, I always remind them, all right, everybody, let's be vulnerable. Let's be open and honest. Let's talk about everything. I always say the good, bad, and the ugly, right? If we don't address it all, then we're not getting things out of our way. And one of the components in the EOS model is around issues and around solving issues. But EOS builds that open and honest environment so everyone's comfortable at, um, not only making them aware of the issues and bringing them forward, but we give them a process, a, a discipline on how to actually solve them instead of just having that great discussion that we're also good at having before we leave the meeting and then scratch our heads and say, wait a minute, we never said what we're going to do. We just had a good discussion, but EOS helps us avoid that as well. So just helps us get aligned on the vision, helps us get traction on successfully executing that vision, and helps us build stronger, healthier, more cohesive teams, very simply put.
0: I could tell you've explained that a few times. Very good job. <laughs> very thorough. Very clear. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, and be excited. Definitely want to learn more about it. So on our show, which I'm sure you know at this point because we've talked about it many times one of the topics in particular that we talk about is something I refer to as the consulting trap. And that's for individuals like yourself, myself, do the kind of work that we do, helping companies, consulting, taking a consultative approach. It's this series of going through phases of being busy and not being busy due to the nature of what you're doing to connect with your target audience and help them understand that you can help solve their problems. Once we invest in like business development, marketing, and we get connected or we network or whatever our process is, our channel to reach our customers, right? Once that starts to materialize and pay off, you know, the fruits of that investment, we get connected to clients, we get busy with engagements. What we were doing starts to kind of fade into the background because we get busy doing the client work, the service delivery, which is what we were hoping for to begin with. As such, the byproduct of that is uh, when those engagements naturally come to like a conclusion, At some point, we may find ourselves less busy than we were uh, because we stopped investing in those things that connected to those clients to begin with. So I'd like to hear kind of your perspective on this problem or challenge, uh, if if and when you've experienced it in your career and building your business thus far, and what strategies, if any, that you have identified, in particular for perhaps yourself or for anyone uh, that might find themselves in this situation, which you found to be effective solutions to that problem in particular
1: happy to talk about that and I especially felt that when I the first seven years of my business when I was doing the pure consulting and oh my gosh Sean the first time I felt that it hurt <laughs> it hurt the first year or so painful, right? <laughs> oh my gosh I got those projects and I was so excited and I was hunkering down yeah. and getting them done and whoo completion send the invoice get the final payment and yeah. and see the client be happy with with what I provided them and all of a sudden it's like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't have another project. Stomach to work drops. On. Yes, and, and <laughs> right. my pipeline is very anemic, right? And so it didn't take me long to learn that I couldn't repeat that, but it, it was painful when it happened. Yep. So I just back then started making a conscious effort to reserve at least one or two days a, a week where I made myself not do project work and instead, some way, do some kind of networking or biz dev, whether it was calling or whether it was going to an event or a luncheon or whatever, but just somehow making sure that I did some kind of biz dev marketing activity at least one or two days each week, no matter what my project load was. And and in EOS, I still have to do that because even though my work is a little bit more regular with my EOS clients, because again, I, I don't know if I highlighted this or not, but Typically, my clients, my EOS clients are with me for a couple of years. And that's because in the first 60 days, we're building their vision, their plan of where do they want to go long-term, short-term. And then I meet with them once a quarter for a full day just to take a look at how did they do last quarter, build a plan for, for next quarter. But every quarter, I'm holding them accountable on hitting the the targets, financial targets and priorities that they set, and then talking about if we didn't get there, what do we need to do? So um I'm with them more regularly than I was when I was just doing the pure consulting project work but I still have to focus on biz dev because sometimes clients decide that they want to leave sooner than the two the typical two years that I have but even so there's that ebb and flow of some client you know building your business for a little while and then sometimes because some of the clients graduate or decide to to um, start doing it on their own sooner than typical you have to have that pipeline in there. So um, something that I learned from strategic coach, although I'm not taking strategic coach, but a lot of EOS implementers do. And Dan Sullivan actually presented to us one time, but he talked to us about the value of every week, you should think about what are your busy days? And then what, what are the free days that you want to reserve to just do whatever, you know, maybe even fun, even, play for a day? And what are those buffer days that you want to be the days that you're catching up or you're doing the biz dev activities? So that mindset is is really helpful in, I think, whatever, whether it's the pure consulting or doing what I'm doing as, as an EOS uh, f- uh, implementer, where I'm their coach, their facilitator, their teacher, being a little bit different, we still all have to focus on biz dev and make sure we're reserving some, some good focus time to... Build the network, stroke the network, help the network so that they will feel like helping us as well.
0: I really want to reinforce what you couple of things that you said, but in particular the what you mentioned was even when you get busy, right you said learning that lesson the first time painful lesson, right? It's one that I've definitely been there myself. <laughs> And after you've experienced that, you'll never forget it, right? So one of some of the best lessons though. <laughs> and when you do when something like that, you know, hits you that hard, you get very serious and regimented about solving it. And how you described it was reserving one to two days per week for that kind of working on the business activity, which is very important. You articulated it really well. Another thing I want to reinforce is how much of your time during the week you're saying that you're reserving for that, which I would totally agree with and that. It's very similar to my process as well, too, right? Two, you know, one to two out of five days is a significant portion of your week, Uh, but that's really important to make sure that you don't wind up in that situation again.
1: Right. Well, because the reality is, it may feel like, gosh, I'd like to have so much. Again, putting on the consulting hat, taking off my EOS hat for for a while. You think about the hours that you're spending on biz dev are not hours that you're pulling in the the hourly project money or even as an EOS implementer, it's it's a day that I don't have to deliver a session for a client, which is again revenue. But if we don't take that time and dedicate it to biz dev, then we're going to always be in that cycle where it's it's the ebbs and flows where you're you're going to be over, you know, overeating and and very, you know, Happy with what's going on, but then you're going to have some starvation periods. And if you can find, if you can really dedicate the one or two days every week, then you can find that your business is going to be a little bit more balanced. And um, instead of going from the highs to a total low, I think you'll find that that more, I'm not going to say pure flat line, but that more balanced line, I think overall the income will be higher than if you're continuously in a high ebb and a low flow. If that makes sense, I think
0: that's a great point and a great way to describe it. Finding that appropriate balance, I'm always working on this myself too, because I'm like obsessed with efficiency. So I just feel like, no matter what I'm doing, I could be doing it more efficiently. And it's like, I love it and I hate it at the same time because I, I need to be able to stick to a routine, and I'm always trying to improve the routine. <laughs> so it's like a push pull. So it's good and bad. But having said that, you know, I would be curious to hear from you as well too. In terms of, you know, I think one element is how do you, how do you keep yourself honest, uh, accountable, and how do you ensure that you stick to that plan? Because you mentioned it already too, right? If you're working on the business, there's an opportunity for billable hours, right? Which is an awfully, can be an awfully powerful motivator to break your routine or, you know, that time that you blocked to work on the business to take it back, uh, just to take on that one extra project. So I'm curious to learn more about what the best advice is you have for folks out there and staying disciplined in this approach to make sure you don't wind up in the trap again.
1: Yes. And I think what's helped me the most is um, now that I'm in EOS, part of the EOS process is getting our leadership teams to have weekly meetings where they're working on the business. So it's the, the leadership team spending 90 minutes on the business each week, same day, same time. I actually do that with my assistant. So now my business is built to where I do use an assistant. And and that's, again, something that, that Gina Wickman always talks about is think about the, the $25 an hour work that you're doing that's taking you away from doing the the whatever dollar an hour you're charging right now for your fees. Every time you're spending minutes and hours doing the the work that's somebody else could do that you could pay them the, the 25 35 dollars to do so that you can make the higher dollars that's time taking you away from your higher earnings so um, I do have a, an assistant now which it's just been a godsend and so every week Monday mornings we have a call and we go through not just the priorities that we've set for the quarter I also have a scorecard that's making me measure how many how many calls am I making every week? Um, how many, and those calls are to connectors and warm leads, the number of calls that I make to fellow EOS implementers, the cl- number of calls that I make to my clients to make sure that I'm building that relationship, um, how many new warm leads I have. It's just different things like that, what I'm doing on social media posts, how many. So that's even helping me hold myself accountable every week to make sure I'm doing the right number of activities to build that pipeline. And, and then She, her, well, and then we also go through the things that I was supposed to get done last week to make sure I'm getting them done. And admittedly, I'm not, I'm not the best at that sometimes. So I need somebody to hold me accountable. And then we go through and and we even solve issues that we have. Even just me as my own business with my assistant, we talk about, all right, what are some of the issues that we have coming up? Like the holidays, what do I want to do for my clients? You know, whether it's holiday cards, holiday gifts, some combination or whatever, So that's really how I hold myself accountable. And and it has been transformational for me to get into that rhythm with my assistant. And even if, if you're not in a situation to do it every week, even if you just do it every couple of weeks, again, it's somebody else to hold you accountable. So I would encourage people to think about implementing something like that. But I'd also encourage individuals to think about getting an assistant. And I recognize it's hard because it was hard for me to finally say, I'm going to part with that money every week and have somebody do some things that I know I can do. But the thing is, I was spending time on things that I didn't really care to do, even though I could do them. And when I finally realized what I was costing myself, because that time was not time I was spending on biz dev or on servicing a client, so it really was costing me more than what I was paying them, the reality finally hit hold. And I, I think that that could benefit a lot of people if they're not already doing that.
0: The way that you described it, I think, is powerful context as well, too. Making sure you have that perspective in terms of it's not because people can think about these in different ways. I've certainly been in these routines myself as well, too. And I have a admin team of folks helping and supporting me. And without them, I don't know where I would be. So I can't further reinforce this point enough, but the element as you described it, which I think is the right way to think about it. It's focusing on those kind of lower leverage tasks that you could hire someone at a different hourly rate, potentially lower than what you're billing for, is costing you money, right? So if you think about it from that perspective, some of these other concerns that people have from time to time about bringing on an admin and what that's going to, you know, how I'm going to have to budget for that and all this next thing to into my margin. And it's it's not necessarily about that. It's about, freeing you up to do what you do best and really focus on that high leverage stuff. Right. And exactly hourly billing and the actual project work. So I, I uh, can't agree more. And I've, I've made that transition myself as well too. If I could have, you know, if I could have gotten through to myself many years ago, I would have recommended the strategy you just talked about.
1: (laughs) It took (laughs) me years too. So don't beat yourself up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair point. We all have our process, right? (laughs) All Uh, right. Another topic I'd be curious to to dive into with you as well, also because you've spoken highly, obviously, of the EOS model and system, and I'm a huge fan as well. Uh, I would love to learn more from you in terms of: Do you feel like that process and system has naturally helped you with, you know, evolving the process related to relieving yourself of a number of these challenges presented as you described that you experienced, you know, earlier in your career before you, you know, were adopting and furthering this mission.
1: I believe it has because it's made me much more conscientious of my time and where I'm spending it, and it's also made me set targets that even though I felt like I was setting targets before, they were soft. They were just kind of up here in my mind, but I wasn't writing them down, and I wasn't revisiting them on a regular basis. So EOS has really, even though he created it for small businesses, 10 to 250 employees typically... I even tell people that are solopreneurs, they can use it for themselves because it's it's best practices of how to run a business, whether it's a solopreneur business where you do it on your own or whether you're a larger business that you get somebody to help you with. But the practices can help us all. And I know that by applying the EOS practices, the, the EOS you know weekly meeting, the quarterly rocks, financial targets, getting together with... Uh, my virtual assistant and holding me accountable. It's not only helped me be a better implementer for my clients, but it's helped me grow my business to where it is today and to where I, I know it's going to help me get it to where I want it to be a year from now.
0: The merits of having a, a, a fully built and tested process are just really invaluable. Uh, so I can speak to that myself as well too, as I've worked to not just build mine, but evolve it over time. Another point you previously made, which was measuring the success of your efforts, tracking that effort so that you don't wind up in that like random axe problem or pitfall as well. Also, also really powerful stuff, right? Track, track what you're doing, measure the success. And if it's working for you, invest in it further. If it's not, make an adjustment, right? So thinking about it strategically, reserving that time to work on the business. These are all great ways to keep yourself out of that consulting trap.
1: They are. And one thing along the lines of the measuring, tracking, and so forth is I would really encourage people to build themselves a scorecard. Some people call it a dashboard, whatever it is. But think about in your consulting practice what are those key activities that will drive the results you want to get to, right? So is it the number of social media posts? Is it the number of connector lunches? Is the number of calls with warm leads? What is it that will get you where you want to be? And then Look at that every single week, and when you see that you're consistently missing, maybe you're not making enough calls to or lunches with connectors, or maybe you're not doing enough follow-up with warm leads, that's going to give you an indication of where do you need to be spending your time and what do you need to do to correct the fact that you're not hitting those numbers so that you can get yourself back on track. Instead of just kind of saying, okay, I know this is how many I need to do, and yeah, it feels like I'm on track, write it down don't just give yourself that subjective viewpoint as to whether you're getting and hitting those numbers or not. Jot it down and, and fill out that scorecard every week and make yourself look at it so that you're seeing those real facts instead of just guessing or having that gut feel.
0: That's so great. I, I can think of myself numerous times when I was, you know, again, in the random acts routine with marketing, with business development and when you inevitably find yourself in those slower periods, you can't help but think that nothing is working or whatever you're doing isn't working, right? You may not be fully aware at the moment that you're doing, you're falling victim to some of these problems as a consultant, but if you are tracking that effort, you can go back to the data, right? So like I have been in situations before where I respond emotionally or I get upset with what it is that I'm doing or not doing and how well it may be working or not working, but when I've actually tracked the effort, it's like enlightening and I can go back and I can refer to the data and there's really no, there's it it's leaves very little uh, you know, deviation in terms of interpretation. I can just look at the data and I can see whether or not it's working or not, right? Because I, I started it in that way and I, I plan to track it and I actually did.
1: Right, and some it wakes us up sometimes too when we don't realize that we've fallen off and gotten a little bit lax in some areas.
0: Also true. <laughs> Accountability. Yeah. Scorecard. (laughs) I like that. That's that's solid right there. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, thank you a ton, Uh, Maria. This is obviously really valuable advice. Other people um, doing this work right now, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get a lot of value out of it before we let you go. I have two more questions for you. The first is what resources, if any, would you share with our audience related to these topics or any others that you feel would give them a lot of value?
1: So first, I, I think it would really be beneficial for everybody to read Traction by Gina Whitman. That is where he describes the EOS model and the tools and all that. And again, because I mentioned, even though I work with clients typically 10 to 250 employees, I know a lot of individuals that are solopreneurs that know what I do. And I, I've said, use the tools just even for your own business. So it really defines that model on what every consultant that listens to this could use for their own business solopreneur practice. And the tools can even be downloaded from the EOS World Worldwide website for free. So the only cost would be the book for them. <laughs> and it's on Audible as well. So that's a good book. Um, if, if you're into like a coaching consulting or consulting that includes some coaching, a couple of books that I really liked, um, Coactive Coaching is one. The Coaching Habits is another. Trillion Dollar Coach is another great book. Um, another one that's great for negotiation is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. So those are just a few books that I think could really be helpful.
0: Yeah, some really excellent resources in there. Thank you for sharing. We will link to those and you know uh, generate notes, of course, about the details of our conversation from a number of the things that you recommended. But thank you for sharing those. And then the last question that we have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch?
1: You know, if anyone thinks that I could help them, just even, again, because we're all consultants on this call, right? So if if anyone wants to just learn a little bit more about how they might be able to use EOS for their individual practice, I'm happy to talk through that with them, Um, especially if they've read Traction, have some questions, or visited the EOS Worldwide website. But they can reach out to me through LinkedIn. I'm out there, Maria Basagio. And also... If they, my name is not easy to spell, as you well know, Sean. So I don't know if they'll get this by, by me mentioning this. But the best email to use is Maria. at eosworldwide. So, um, uh, but LinkedIn might be the easiest way for them to reach me.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Maria. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes, so that anybody listening uh, has access to any of those resources and contact information that you provided. So. Uh, thank you a ton for being here, Maria, and sharing your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience.
1: Well, thanks again for the opportunity. It was it was great talking with you, Sean.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode, or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com, at sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com, dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting